I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. And this is YBYA. Welcome to YBYA, a podcast for readers. I'm Kales. I am a bookseller and a booktube, and this is my friend Allison. I'm Allison. I'm a librarian and a general enthusiast. And if you've been listening to our podcast, you've probably heard us say that at least like I don't know. 20 times. 20 times, something along those lines. But we're really happy to have you guys here. If this is your first time joining us on YWYA, thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Jinx. Cute. That was really cute and weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, and if this is not your first time, welcome back. We're happy to have you guys. Um, if you like what we do here, which is basically just a podcast for readers and lovers of all things YA, um, we do buddy reads on here. We do fun recommendation tag videos. We also do serious conversations about like using YA in schools. Should sex be in YA, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you like what we do, give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe. Write us a review. It can be, I love YA books. Tell us who your favorite author is. Write it in the review. We don't care. It's for iTunes, a silly little algorithm that if you're a podcast listener, you know how important it is because every podcast I listen to, everybody's like, please rate us. Yeah. So. We're asking the same thing. Please rate us. What are we doing today? Uh, so today we're going to play a little, it's not really a game. It's just like a question deal. Um, I found a really cute uh, story layout on Instagram by uh, at she the spy. That's called Hogwarts Library Card. Yay! So Harry Potter! We've been threatening to do a Harry Potter episode the whole time we've been doing this and we haven't done it yet. So Harry Potter! Here we are. For our 25th episode. For our 25th episode. I don't know if that's actually how the order will go. Yeah, it will. Okay. <laughs> I already did it. Because don't we have another episode in the... No. Gun? Oh, we're caught up? Okay. Yeah, we're so caught up. Okay. It's bad. Harry Potter! Harry Potter! So... I'm going to try and not do that the whole the time. The po- Potter, Potter Pepper Pals... Harry Potter! Voice. I love Potter Pepper Pals. I know. I got to see them live. It was great. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leaky Con in Chicago. Con. I forgot you went to that. Um, so... This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight questions that center on Harry Potter, um, the books, um, and we're just going to answer them. We'll each answer them. Yeah. And it'll be fun. And if you love Harry Potter, you'll probably be into this. If you don't, you probably won't. So So here's the first question we have to address. And it's not on here, right? No, it's... I mean, I don't know what you're about to ask. That's fine. Our houses. Oh, yeah. This is not on here. Okay. So we have to explain what house we're in. Okay. So I'm a Hufflepuff legitimate, like, truly yeah. Hufflepuff. And I am a Gryffindor. And I am a Hermione Gryffindor. And I say that because if you meet me, everybody's like, oh my god, you're a Ravenclaw. And I'm like, Mm-mm. no, I'm not. Um, and I take a lot of pride in my Gryffindorness. I also have the same birthday as McGonagall, so she's, like, my hero. Um, for only the reason that we share a birthday. I'm kidding. But it, it, truly, I have embraced my Gryffindor nature. I always thought I was a Ravenclaw going up. And then I took the Pottermore quiz, and it said Gryffindor, and I fell on the floor crying. I was very upset. But it's okay now because I've embraced it. It's fine. No bitterness. I'm just Hermione-esque. So, yes. Yeah, and I would say, like, I'm a Hufflepuff, but I'm maybe, like, a Ravenpuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, because I'm... You can be, like, a Cedric Diggory Hufflepuff. You know what I mean? He was really smart. He represented the whole school. It's less about the uh, intelligence factor and more about the, like, take no of... I don't know. I just think there there are certain aspects of Hufflepuff where, like, you let people walk all over you and do all these things. And I'm just like, I don't agree with those um, yeah. for me on a personal level. But I do feel a very deep kinship to Hufflepuffs in general. Um, do you hear Williams a Hufflepuff? So. Do you know that they're live streaming the Puffs Harry Potter musical on Broadway? 
No. Yeah, in theaters <laughs> around here somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So um, those are our houses. Um. Let's get started with the library card. Yes. Okay. So we'll. I'll ask. Oh my God. Can you imagine a library, a Hogwarts library card? I'm sorry, but like I'm thinking on overdrive. Like that would just be the coolest thing. Yeah, they should do that. I know, right? I love it. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, make a cute Harry Potter library card. Anyway. Okay, Okay, so the very first question on here is, how old were you when you first read Harry Potter? Ten. Nine or ten. Because it was when the first, fourth book came out, and that was in 2000. So I was like nine or ten. So I was early. And I remember, because... I have this thing, and I still do, and I did very much when I was a kid, where I didn't like anything popular. Like, I purposefully would not like anything popular. My favorite color is orange, legitimately, because we took a quiz. We took a poll in third grade, and nobody picked orange, so I changed my answer so that I could be different from everybody else. And so all my cousins and everybody was loving Harry Potter, and I was like, I don't like Harry Potter. And my mother literally dragged me into the bedroom, sat me down, and read the first chapter aloud to me, and I took the book out of her hands, and I finished it that day. <laughs> so that's that's how that happened for me. She was like, you're wrong. Well, because she just knew I was a great reader. Like, I yeah. loved books all that beforehand, and nobody could understand why I wouldn't read Harry Potter, and it's because it was popular. Like, that's the only reason I have, is that I hated doing things that were popular. So my... Uh, how old was I? I started... I learned about Harry Potter, like, when the third book came out. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really know. I was a little young to know about the first two. Like, the, they were, like, a few grades older than me. Do you know about the Do you know the story about J.K. Rowling coming to Tattered Cover? No. And how one kid showed? Or, like, early on in the series? Yeah, it's when the first book came out. She came to Tattered Holy Cover. Holy crap. One book, one kid showed. She did a reading for it. They put, and the kid didn't, like, come on his own. They, like, brought him. He was in the store and, like, sat him down. Oh my god. They tell that story all the time, and they're like, we just, nobody knew. That's so Nobody had any idea. Yeah, so I think what really happened is, um, the, when the first, when the movie came out, Mm -hmm. that was right before the fourth book came out. Yeah, it was close. And so I think the movie coming out kind of, like, spurred a lot of people to investigate the series, and then they were like, oh my god, this Mm -hmm. is amazing. So for me, I'm pretty sure I was in, like, sixth grade. So, or maybe, so you fifth, were older. Or maybe fifth grade. I think so. Because I wasn't, like, I think the first book came out, what, in 2007? Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> 1998. But 1998. Right? No, okay. Yeah. So, okay, yes. 1997. That's too old then. So, it came out in 1997. Um, so, it was... I think I was actually in fourth grade. I was in fourth grade. So, that was 2002. Um, so, that was... I think... Because I attended the opening night of the fourth book. Okay. So, whenever that was. But 2000. I... 2000. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. The fourth book came in 2000. My timeline is so screwed up right now. Okay, well, I, I attended the opening night of the fourth book, um, and, like, I had just read it not too long before that. So, yeah, so, like, 2000, so, yeah, so, I guess third grade. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, and I don't honestly remember how I started reading it. I think, I think it was just something where I was, like, 
one of my parents was like, you should read this because you like it. And my mom worked at a library, so... And, and then oh, I, I guess the fourth one came out in 2002. Okay, yes, that makes sense. Oh, no, but that's the trade paperback came out in 2002. No, the cardback. Yeah, this Would have come out before. in 2001 then. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Because they, yeah, that makes sense. Well, 2000, 2001, yeah, yeah close. So it was, yeah, I was like my third grade. I was in third yeah. grade. Um, but so, yeah, I read them, and then I, like, incessantly read them. Mm-hmm. And I, like, listened to them, like, a million times. So, yeah, so for, yeah, I guess I was, like, eight or yeah. nine then. Okay, next question. Which is your favorite book? <laughs> it's a tie between three and six. Okay, why? Um, because I loved three because when I was younger it was the least scary, and because Hermione was highlighted, and because there was time travel. I always thought that it was super cool. Okay. Um, and we also learned the most about Harry's past. I loved the Marauders. I thought they were super cool. I thought that it really expanded the world. There were also no snakes. Um... <laughs> And I actually wasn't allowed to read the three chapters when Voldemort came back. Of the fourth book? Of the fourth book. I was not allowed to read them. My mother told me I had to skip those three chapters and she just told me what happened. So I didn't actually read those three chapters until I was in high school. Um, just because of Cedric Diggory dying? or And Voldemort coming back. She said it was too scary. Um, but I also wasn't allowed to watch the scene where Harry uh, uh, got... Like, Voldemort's ghost head came out of Quirrell, and he became rock when Harry touched him in the last in the first movie. So, I had a very overprotective mother. Um, it, she still let me read the series. You know, that's an improvement to some kids in Florida. Yeah. Um, or anywhere. Or anywhere. Um, but, yeah, so three for that reason. And then six, because I feel like Harry finally grows a pair. And I feel like that Harry finally steps up in that book and actually becomes the leading man of the series. And he has so much sass and is so funny. And I feel like it's the best turning point for him as a character is growing into his own in that book. I do like six. So and I think it's the funniest. Yeah. I think hands down it's the most hilarious of them all. My favorite is five. Yeah, I know you're weird. Which a lot of people disagree with. Um, but... It's not my least favorite. Five is not my least favorite, so that's... Two is my least favorite. Two is my least favorite as well. Yeah. I just... Easily. Yeah. I, I honestly, if I re- when I reread, I usually skip two, because I just don't care. Me too. Um... The only good thing about two is Dobby. Dobby is so... But he's, like, annoying in that one. Not I know. Like... But we get introduced to him. He's not as valuable, I think, in the rest of the books. Yeah. If we don't get introduced to him. That's and he true. doesn't get freed. You know what I mean? You have to start there. Yeah. Yeah, just Lockhart's the worst. and The snakes and the Malfoys and Ginny getting possessed and the whole thing. Ginny having no agency at all kind of, like, kills that book for me. But Mm -hmm. anyway, the fifth one is my favorite. Um, Because it is kind of the first time the world, we we get anything about the world outside of Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, And I love that. I love Sirius and Harry's relationship because it actually gets to be a thing mm-hmm. in that book, even though Sirius dies, and that's tragic. Um, but I also love Umbridge. Like, I love to hate her. I love seeing her. I love how horrible she is. I think, th- I honestly think that she is a worse person than Voldemort. And that's another debate we can have. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, the inner workings of the ministry and just the ex- total explosive expansion of the world um is just so good and even like the beginning chapters like where 
uh, Fudge goes and sees the Prime Minister. Like, that was so cool! And That's six. That's book six. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. The very beginning of the fifth book. Where is it? Hold on. It's right there. You have it. I was right, by the way. She was right. Okay. But regardless, I still think, like, it's the first kind of glimpse we get into that I also love Dumbledore's army. Yeah. Love Dumbledore's army. Uh, I could live without Cho in that relationship because it was really dumb. Um, And Harry is, like, angsty or whatever, which I think is a lot of people don't like that part. Angst. Angst. Yeah, he's like the angstiest little boy that ever lived. Um, but yeah, so so the fifth book for me is just like I also like the OWLs in that one though. Yeah, I mean yeah. Um, and that's, I hate the the whole the decision. I struggle so much with the decision to go to the ministry, and the just oh god, they're so narrow minded. There are just so many other ways around that they could have solved that and saved so many people's lives, but it's fine. Well, and that's the thing. I like that part too, though, because. Harry makes this super rash decision, and everyone's like, what the hell, dude? But he still does it. And, like, mm-hmm. I think it's genuine. Like, yeah. it's shitty, and, like, from the outside, you're like, damn it, like, I, you could have done these 8,000 other things. Mm-hmm. But I like that he he makes a decision, and it has terrible consequences. It's one of the first times in the books where his actions actually have really bad consequences. Mm-hmm. All, the, the, all the books previously are He's perfect, and he's a hero, and he's the savior. And people save his ass. And people save him. Yeah. Now, the sixth book is my second favorite, because you are so right. It is so funny, and the whole Ron and Hermione thing is really great in that one, and the Ron and Lavender part. <laughs> one one! One one! And, yeah, and I... this The thing that I love most about the sixth book, I think, is the humanizing of Draco Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Because... My boy is my boy. I love him. He needs redemption. Um, I think that the scenes we get with him, with the, the vanishing cabinet and everything, are just really, just beautiful. Just really well done. Okay. We're never going to get through this. I know. Uh, next question. We'll be faster. The last book you read, the last Harry Potter book you read. That I physically read or listened to? I mean, I think you can, that's up to your interpretation. The last one that I physically read was four, because when I was back at my parents' house, thinking that my life was over, because I was a huge failure for having to move back in with my parents, one of the few things that helped, because I didn't want to read anything, and so I forced myself to try and reread the Harry Potter series. You got through four. And I got all the way up through four, um, and then I started to read again. Yep. So that's the last one I physically picked up and read. The last one I physically read was the first one, um, because I reread it for something. Class? I I think I was going to, I think I included it in a class assignment, but I was going to do the Pottermore Wizarding World book club. Oh, yeah. But I didn't. (laughs) Fair. Because, I mean, I've read them so many times, and honestly, I usually stall out at 4-2 whenever I try to reread the series, and I think next time I want to just read 5, 6, and 7, because 6 and 7 are my least read, but I do love 6, and I really like 7, mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of my next next time I decide to reread them. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Oh, God. How many times have you read the series? I can't count that high. I Because, see, either. here's the thing, is that 
I used to listen to them to go to sleep. Me too. And I know them so well. I know them so well that like when somebody reads a quote a lot, I hear it in Jim Dale's voice yep. 90% of the time. And the amount of times that I physically sat down and read them in college, in high school, just to have something familiar and comforting is knows no bounds. I honest to goodness cannot tell you how many times I've read them um, physically or listened or both. I can estimate. So I, so I've read, let's, let's just the first book. I've read the first book. Um, I can tell you I've read the seventh book twice. Seventh is my least read too, obviously, because it's in the series. Um, I've read the first book close to 200 times because I used to listen to it every night before I went to sleep. So I had it on, uh, cassette. I had the fourth book on cassette. (laughs) Had it on cassette. Um, and I, for two and a half full years, I listened to one side of the, those cassettes every night. So it was a ten, it was 10 sides, five cassettes. So every 10 days I started it over. I had that book memorized for a good amount of time. Um, and then I used to read the entire series every year. So for the whole series, probably, and I've listened to them all several times too. Um, yeah, it's hard to guesstimate, probably like 20 times maybe for the whole series, but for the first book, like it's getting up there close to 200 times. Definitely seven is my weakness in trivia or any sort of thing. I can really only get through that back twice. I've only ever gotten through it twice. Six. I don't listen to it because it, it it's too scary. Two is another one that I don't listen to because the of the snake. No, yeah. not going to happen. Too creepy. Look at that on the thing. That's Yeah. No, not going to happen. The sixth and seventh one are my weakest. I probably read six like four times and seven maybe twice. Yeah. What's the next question? Okay. Um, the next question is, the quickest you've read one of the books... In a day. And which book was it? Seven. I read it in, like, five hours. So every time I go to a midnight... I went to a midnight... Um, I would read it, release, yeah. I would start reading the second I got it, and mm-hmm. I would read... I would read within 24 hours every time. Yeah. Because um, I would, like, start reading. I would read until I couldn't stay awake anymore, which was, like, 9 or 10 a.m., and then I would fall asleep for a couple hours, wake up, eat something, and read more. Yeah, and that's I would, exactly what I would do. I would finish it. Like, the next day after a book release for Harry Potter was a complete wash. Like, nothing was nothing happening. Nothing was happening except Harry Potter. Thankfully, yep. I don't think they ever scheduled them on, like, weekdays. Yeah. Because that would have been a terrible choice. Um, but yeah, like, 24 hours. I probably read... I mean, like, in terms of actual hours read, I, the first one is the shortest one, so I probably read that one faster than... All the rest of them, All yeah. the rest of them, but, like, if I'm super into something, I can read it so freaking fast. It's nuts. Like, and it's, like, I have, there have been instances in my life, not with Harry Potter books necessarily, but where I've read, like, two or three books in a day, if they're short enough and I'm into them enough. So, yeah, for when those midnight releases came out, it was just bonkers. Yeah. And I had, a couple times, I had, like, we had, like, a my friends and I went and got the books together, and then we all went back to my place and, like, all read all night. And it was probably the nerdiest thing ever done by me, but also amazing. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, so fun. Okay. Um, who or what introduced you to Harry Potter? My mother and my cousins. I told that story already about how my mother dragged she me into the room, but my cousins were reading it because um, we all lived on one street together, and 
Amanda Mitchell, Lauren, and Daniel were all reading it. And Lauren was not a reader, actually, and she is one of those people that very much attributes Harry Potter to being making her a reader. And to this day, I still give her book recommendations. Like, I just recommended A Discovery of Witches to her because <gasps> she would love that series. You hated that book. I did, but she would love it. I'm so proud of you for wrecking it, though. I will, because I know her taste. I know. Like, I know what she would like. And... And she and I have similar tastes in terms of, like, the mac and cheese reads and what we would enjoy. Like, she loved, you know, the Selection series. She's read that several times over. She loves the Sweet Evil series. Um, Did she wreck that one to you? No, I recommended that one to her. She recommended the Fallen, which is like that... Oh, yeah, the Hush Hush or whatever. Yeah, Hush Hush, that one, um, which I didn't like, but that's okay. It's Um, angel-y, isn't it? mm Mm-hmm. Angels and demon-esque. God, I'm so... And true love. I know. Um, But... I know her tastes, and I know that A Discovery of Witches is right up her alley. Yeah. That's so good. Um, and she's on her honeymoon. She was like, I need a book for the ride. That's a good one. I mean, that one. That's a good one. I know. Yeah. That's a good honeymoon book. Um, who are... I don't know. You don't know? Like, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember... Could it just not have been in the library that your it mom worked at? It could have been. I wouldn't be surprised if my mom, working at the library, was like you would love this, yeah. therefore you will read it. And I was like, okay, and then I read it, and it was amazing. Um, but you don't remember. I don't remember, because I think I... Harry Potter was, like, my first bigger chapter book. Yeah. Like, I was reading... And I was a good reader, but I just really liked, like, the Secrets of Droon was mm-hmm. one of my favorites, um, and stuff like that. And I guess I had read, like, The Golden Compass before. But, I mean, it was my first, like, big series that I got into. So I wouldn't be surprised if my mom just brought it home. She probably could tell me. I could probably call her and ask that. Um, she'd probably be like, oh, this is the exact day that you started reading this. Um, next question is your favorite book moment. Favorite moment from the books. I might have to pick a moment from each book, and I might not go into depth, but I might just be from like... each one? Yeah. How? What else am I supposed to do? You have to pick one moment in the whole series? You don't have one. I could probably do it, yeah. Then you go first. Which, this is going to be controversial probably, because it's not like that big of a moment for the actual books, but one of my favorite moments of all time in these books is when Harry comes through the porthole after they, after his detention and they're, they've won the Quidditch Cup or whatever and, like, Ginny, like... Oh, that's a great moment. Jumps into his arms. And I was like... And Ron's just like, do what you have to do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that moment, like, I probably, like, fist pumped, like, during that (laughs) moment when I was reading it for the first time. (sighs) One of my favorite moments is when Hermione leaves divination. It sounds yes. like the silliest thing, but when Hermione is just like F- it and stands up, I love that. And to me, and it was also the same day she punched Malfoy, and that whole like that moment for me was like when Hermione really came into her own, yeah, that's and true. started becoming the woman she developed into was like defying authority and really questioning like what she knew and you know, saying, this is not right for me, so I'm gonna bow out. Um, that is true. Like, I think Hermione, Hermione's growth through the first three books, through first few books, from, like, super stickler rule follower, like, respects people inherently based on their achievements and whatever, or their age, like, that was, that was a kind of a breaking point in the third book where she was just like, you know what? You don't deserve my respect. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, yeah, that's a really great moment. My favorite, two of my favorite lines in the whole book are when they're in divination class, and Ron, they come from Ron, 
and one it's in the same like moment and I think it's that day that Hermione leaves I'm not sure but it's when he goes and runs like Harry's like to run do you see anything he goes yeah there's a bun on this table <laughs> and then like a couple minutes later Trelawney's trying to get them to predict something in the crystal ball. He goes, oh, I know what this is going to say. There's going to be loads of fog tonight. And I just, I lose it every time. It makes no sense. It's the corniest freaking line. But I love it. It makes me laugh every single time. That and the you have emotional range of a teaspoon. That is one of the best lines. Yeah. That how many gives. Okay, I'm going to add a question. Okay. Um, what is your, what is the most tragic moment in the books? It's not a question on this on this thing, but I think the first thing that t- popped into my head was Hedwig's death, but that seems inconsequential. Um, like, what hit you the hardest? When Fred died. That's what I was gonna say, too. I still can't get over it. I, like, so happy. When she split up the twins, I just... I'm very happy that J.K. Rowling was willing to kill people like that. Me, too. But... That was so horrible the first time I read it. Like, I, like, literally cried. Like, I cried a lot, but that book. When, I forget, when James and or Oliver found out on the train and he was reading the book. And he starts crying on the train. Yeah, the actor. And the train conductor is like, what's up? He goes, I just said that I died! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God, I still, to this day... Fred's death was the worst. I think closely followed it, followed by Lupin and Tonks. Yep. Because the idea of leaving Teddy was heartbreaking for me. Then probably Dobby, then Sirius, then Tonks. I mean, not Tonks, Hedwig. Somewhere in there. Mad-Eye Moody, though, too. Damn. Dumbledore didn't even make your list. Dumbledore was not as tragic to me. (laughs) It sounds bad. It sounds terrible. He doesn't make my list because he needed to die. Like, I knew Hero's Journey, Mentor Cycle, he was gonna die. Like, that... And Snape deserved to die. Actually, I don't know if anybody deserves to die, but you know what I mean. No, Dumbledore doesn't make my list in top five tragic deaths. No. I think, not necessarily a death, but I think one of the most, like, terrifying moments I had was, um, when Mr. Weasley is attacked by the snake, and then you're left to think about it for, like, two chapters, (laughs) and you don't know what's happening. Uh, and... Because, like, any tragedy that affects Molly Weasley, like, makes me want to cry. Because she is just, like, the best person. But when Umbridge... Another one I think about is, like, when Umbridge has all of them in the row. And she's about to torture the children. And Hermione is the one that comes out and saves... And says, no, we're gonna go... Like, start sobbing. And I I, don't, I can't remember if it's Neville or Ginny she's gonna attack. With the During the, the seventh... Or the fifth book? Fifth book. Before Hermione leads them into the forest. Yeah. When she's about to perform Crucio on one of the students. Mm-hmm. That was one of the most terrifying moments for me, too. Yeah, I think that there's... And Barty Crouch Jr. coming back. That was terrifying. To me. Yeah. That was really scary. The Maybe... idea that Mad-Eye Moody had been locked up for that long. Yeah. Moody... Moody's whole deal was just, like, super tragic. And, like, anything to do with Fenrir, Greyback, too, yeah. was, like... Also creepy. Super creepy and messed up. Okay, let's talk about happier things. Okay. I just had to add that question. Okay, last you're question. you're a terrible human. I know, sorry. The very last question. Uh, what is your favorite book cover? Let's go original. 
covers because there's a million original covers. I mean, there's a million iterations now, so I like four. Yeah. Because it's got Harry and Fleur, and when you open it up, it's got the whole, like, I really like four. I think like four is four. my favorite. Because it's like, yeah, four or, um. Seven. Yeah, I don't like six very much. Or five. They're too monotone, um, monochromatic. Yeah. And I don't like one. I'm, I like one. I like three. Two is pretty cool. Yeah, I think four is my favorite, though. Four is my like, favorite. I love the covers, the first few especially, have so many Easter eggs in them. Yeah. And I really love that, because I'm one of those people that's like, I will look at the cover and be like, ooh, this is obviously something, and then I'll be reading, and then I'll like flip back to the cover and be like, ha I found it! Yeah. Um, so that's really great for the first few books. They kind of stopped doing that so much. At five. Five, six, seven, seven. gets a little, but they're trying not to spoil it, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, well, that's that's it. Yay, that's Harry Potter! This will probably not be the last Harry Potter episode that we do, but it was a nice introduction. Thank you so much for the Hogwarts Library card yeah. uh, challenge tag yeah. thing. It was from um, at she the spy on Instagram. It was yeah. her Instagram layouts. And she has a bunch of really cute ones, so no, that's if awesome. you're into story layouts, go check her out. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, so please, pretty please, let us know. If you have answers to these questions, let us know on ybya.weebly.com or on social media. We'd love to interact with you guys more because um, we don't think we're shouting out into the void. Uh, but And if we're not, let us know by giving us a review on iTunes, uh, telling us what your favorite Harry Potter book is, leave us a five-star review, um, and subscribe to our podcast because we like doing this. Yeah, we would love if you were listening to us. Please and thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm good. Anything else? Nope. Cool. I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. Now go read the thing.